Welcome back to the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast. I'm I'm apologizing to you guys for being MIA for the whole entire year. Uh, this whole having a real job kind of gets in the way, but that's too bad because it is what it is. Um, so today on the podcast, uh, I bring you the 2019 CPRA Ladies Barrel Racing Champion, Brooke Wills, and I also chat with Stacy Rizika, the aggregate winner from the Canadian Finals Rodeo, happened just this past weekend in Red Deer, Alberta. I thought it was a really great finals this year. Um, I think they all really stepped up in a lot of ways and made the CFR better this year. And I really look forward to seeing what they do in the next couple of years um, being in Red Deer. Um, Yeah, once again, I'm going to keep this intro pretty short. And I hope you guys enjoy my interviews with both Stacey and Brooke. Um, Always looking for feedback. If you guys have feedback, shoot me a message on Facebook, Instagram. You can email me. Um, send a carrier pigeon, smoke signals, whichever works for you. All right. Thanks for listening. Made it back home to beautiful British Columbia. Do you have snow over there? No, um, it is sunny and beautiful. I think it's like 10 degrees out or something like that. So it is way warmer than what Red Deer was. I swear, um, mother nature almost knows, or maybe she doesn't realize like, Every time I was CFR in Edmonton, we'd get snowstorms and kind of crummy weather. Like once in a blue moon, it would be fall-like weather. And when it would be CFR now, we got the snow up in Edmonton and Red Deer and like the highways were crazy. So I'm glad that it's nice Mm -hmm. where you are at and that we were really lucky that all we got in Red Deer was some rain. Um, So how does it feel? Tell me, are you still riding the high? Like you are the 2019 CPRA barrel racing champion. How does that feel? It feels incredible. You know, I think it's like it's finally kind of set in now. Um, you know, just going through all the awards I got and all the gifts and, you know, Facebook and Instagram have been just like blowing up <laughs> like crazy in text messages. So I think just to see like how many people, um, you know, respond and watch and like know how big of a deal it is and stuff like you get like people will text my parents and Aww. just friends and stuff like that. It's like it is it's just such a big accomplishment. Yes. And I just yeah, I just I, like I seriously can't stop watching all my runs. <laughs> I watch them probably like 10 times a day and just like stare at the saddle and buckles and so it just it feels incredible yeah it is absolutely outstanding um once Femi got that pattern down pack like knew the arena I feel like she was just getting stronger every run I loved watching her she looks so gritty there's just something about her she's the coolest horse um oh thank you yeah so how long you've had her since what last fall and then you then you just kind of took off from there with her hey yeah yeah so I got her in August of last year okay but then of course there wasn't really um you know a whole lot Mm -hmm. for me to go to because I was just amateur rodeoing back here in BC so Mm -hmm. I took her to the amateur finals and she won all four rounds of that and then pretty much just sat for a couple months because we didn't have anything to go to and then um we went to Arizona in the winter mm-hmm. and then just kind of like carried on the success from there she won three rodeos down in Arizona and then um kind of gave me a pretty good you know pretty good boost of confidence coming into Alberta to rodeo all summer and um yeah she's she's incredible 
She is an outstanding mare. How how does she like uh, the Canadian ground, and how did she handle the mud this year and all that? Um, she handled it, handled it super well. Um, we got lucky, you know, for some rodeos, we would get a dry day, but she definitely, uh, you know, did have to run in mud, and mm-hmm. she can run in it. She does not care, like, whatsoever, hard ground, mud, um, like, deep ground. She'll run in anything. She really is. She's just kind of a true rodeo horse and yeah. loves her job and I think really just kind of gets stronger and stronger every run she makes. She really does. She definitely proved herself to be exactly that kind of horse at Red Deer where she got mm-hmm. stronger. You won two rounds. Uh, you placed a few others. I mean, you are you took home at the CFR $34,000, just over $34,000, $1,600 in the aggregate. Your season was 25000 for a grand total of 60657 That is amazing. Was it just her that you rode, rode all season or did you ride anyone else? It was just her. Um, I have no other horses. Everything is uh, too young still, so that was all on Fanny. Wow, that's amazing. So, okay, let's talk about your CFR then. Like, what what was your routine like? Let's talk about your routine at CFR. Um, so, my boyfriend and I would wake up every morning for morning practice around um 6 30 or so it kind of got later and later as the week went on because I started to get more tired every single morning I push it pretty late um our braille practice times were between seven and eight in the morning okay um so I would go get up and just go straight to the barns and they usually kind of had hay left over mm-hmm. um from feeding her that night so I just saddled her and then I did have my sister's maturity horse with me as a backup horse okay um I was hoping I didn't have to get on him just because I thought it might be a little too big for him to handle but I just didn't have anything else to bring so um I took Fabian Halston is his name and um went to morning practice um I went every single morning and um, it was pretty basic. I really kind of just walked. I would usually just walk through the pattern twice, trot it once, just kind of make sure she was still feeling sharp. And mm-hmm. I know she didn't really need the practice, but yeah. it was just a, it just kind of became part of the routine to get her out of her stall in the morning, get all the juices moving and stuff, make sure, you know, I didn't miss anything from the night before about her feeling like sore or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I just kind of almost like to wake him up a little bit because then when you put him back in the stall and you were done, they were looking for their food and were hungry. And um, so I kind of just, you know, kept that a pretty good routine. And then from there, I usually just go back to the hotel and either get some breakfast and try to go back to sleep (laughs) and take a little nap. Um, But then... um, Katie from Cooley Equine, mm-hmm. um, she came every day. Some days she would come at 2, and then some days she would come at 9. Mm-hmm. So it would kind of just depend. If she came at 9, um, I would just go, like, a really quick bite to eat and wait for her to come because yeah. I would have to give her the pass to Same. come back to the barns with yeah. me. Yeah, so I um, did that. And, and she was doing was the pro awesome. scope with her? Yeah, she did the pro scope. Um, we'd hook her up to different places. We kind of just started with like a general one at first, 
and kind of moved to her hind end. Um, and then we kind of started doing her withers and front end kind of towards the end. Um, so I am so glad she came out. I would not change that at all. Like it's seriously Fanny's like favorite sort of device to be used and get work done. It like, it just became such a routine. She would kind of eat at first. And then it would just, like, put her right to sleep and her lip would hang. And she would do these, like, big, big stretches as it was happening. And so she loves the ProScope. Um, so if if Katie came at 2, we usually finished at 3. And then once she was done, I would usually take Fanny and Halston out of their stalls again and go take him for a walk. Mm-hmm. And kind of let him eat a little bit of grass. Um and then if Katie came at 9, I, I did the same thing. I still always kind of went out to the stall around, like, 3, 3.30. Mm-hmm. And um, took him out, walked him. Not for very long because some days it was kind of cold and crappy out. Yeah. But just to get him out moving. Yeah. Um, and then I would either just go back to the room or some days, um, you know, we had some um, some. Uh, the volunteer rakers would come out to the barns and kind of meet the horses or just lots of like little kind of meetings that we had to go to or, um, you know, some of our awards and stuff. They didn't get here right at the beginning because of all the snow. So we would just have kind of little things we'd have to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so I'd usually try to eat some dinner and I would go to the rodeo with my family because then they could come and park with me in like the contestant area yeah so we would all go together um probably around like 6 30 and I would usually stay watch the opening watch the bareback riding and then as soon as the bareback riding ended I'd go to the barns and start saddling nice so yeah and you you stuck with that routine all throughout the week the entire week, yeah. nothing changed from that other than I might have skipped a few meals for myself, <laughs> depending on the times. I didn't always get to eat dinner, but yeah. Well, that's nice that it, you got to have a consistent routine, and it clearly worked out for you guys really well. Yes. What, what was your favorite part about the CFR experience? Um, You know, I think for one... All of the girls were super, super nice. Um, it was just a really great bunch. Um, you know, I didn't have anyone out there in the back with me after mm-hmm. I won the rounds to kind of hold Fanny. So um, Bertina Olafson hold or she held Fanny the um, my first round, just held her outside for me the whole time, and then the next night. Um, Jenna O'Reilly took her back and I think like just different girls they helped pitch in to unsaddle her and water her I came back and she was just always looked after that's so nice the group of girls yeah they were amazing and then just I mean just like the whole experience itself like I just I loved watching all of the you know the beginning like intros and Mm -hmm. stuff at the start of the rodeo it kind of just gave you like chills and goosebumps and I was like holy cow like I'm here competing and it was like the entire experience was incredible. I have goosebumps thinking about it. So exciting. I'm so happy for you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Oh, so what does 2020 look like? Okay. So, I mean, you know, like has the reality set in yet that you get to run at Calgary? Like I'm, that makes me get teary eyed even thinking about it. Like, how do you feel about you get to run at (laughs) Calgary next year? I know. I'm I'm so excited. Um, 
like this year, I went down south to the WPRA tour rodeos, mm-hmm. which was like to help get me into Calgary. So like I've been planning to get into <laughs> Calgary like this entire year. Yeah. And then so when I when I didn't make it through through the WPRA tour, I was like, okay, like I got one more shot at it. Yeah. So. <laughs> To know, and I, I kind of forgot, like, the first couple of rounds. I just, I didn't even really think about Calgary. And then, like, after I went around and kind of started doing well, it was like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I think I get to go to Calgary. So I, I'm so excited about that because I think, I think she'll really do well there. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, her her setup and her style of arena. So I'm super excited. And I know lots of people they you know not everyone might know what the cfr is but so many people know what calgary is so i just know like yeah it's it's a really big deal it is and i've always heard good things about how they treat their contestants and just the calgary experience is supposed to be like next level like the girls at rodeo all throughout the states they'll often say that calgary is their favorite for so many reasons so that's really exciting for you um i believe that houston used to take the uh canadian champion as well as the american uh they take the champion to uh, the semifinals. so are those two Mm -hmm. other events that you would consider going to oh definitely yeah like the same thing with the WPRA tour that was to try to get me into Houston like that was a huge you know bucket list that I was I was trying all year to get myself like into that so then this is kind of just like the the cherry on top you know to be able to get to Houston and to the American semifinals because same thing Houston is another arena that I just think she'll do really well in because I think the ground is like really hard or something like yeah, that. Kind of, yeah. yeah, might not be the best, but I really think that she'll be able to handle it. And so that's for one, that's incredible. And then the American as well, because I never have gone to any qualifiers or just mm-hmm. you know never even really thought about it. So now to have, you know, to be able to kind of skip a step and get yourself to the semifinals is so is cool, incredible. So yeah. I, I think that the American rodeo is a very cool one. So I would love to see mm-hmm. you go all the way. That would be so cool to be there. That would um, be awesome. Oh yes. my gosh. So many, so many doors open. How, uh, so amazing. I'm so happy for you. Is there anything, some people will go to their CFR and maybe they'll change something. I mean, you came out of it as the champion, but looking at your CFR, is there anything that you would have changed that you did? No, I really wouldn't change anything at all. Um, I mean, it would have been nice to do not hit barrels in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I I feel like that didn't get me down at all. I was still super positive about that. Good. Because I knew that they were such small fixes. Like, she felt super good. It was just a timing thing. Yeah. So it was kind of really easy to fix. And it's hard to say, like, maybe that's what kind of changed my mindset a little bit about, you know, it's like, okay, like, you got to go for the rounds now. Yeah because there was so much money to be won in the rounds Mm -hmm. but you know other than maybe the first round I I wouldn't change anything at all I would keep the routine the same um you know my family was there everything the you know our hotel everything was just so perfect you're so close to the arena everything all of the staff at Westerner Park it was just such an incredible experience that is awesome that's so good to hear. Um, well, then, I guess I only have a couple more questions for you. Let's. Can we talk about your young horses? How young are they? Are they up and coming, like, maybe for next year? 
Yeah, so we have a pile of attorney horses for next year. Um, gosh, I've got to go through them all. I have a, <laughs> so next year, I'll have a, a Woodbridge um, and then out of a streak of fling mare Ooh. called Bridget. I think she'll be um, hopefully on track for the fraternities. <laughs> and then um, a slick by design out of a Frenchman Sky mare, Luna. Um, I think I think she's going to be really cool. She's kind of quirky, but she's maturity eligible for next year. Awesome. And then um, we've got a gelding we call Chromio, and he is by Dark Kelly. Nice. And out of um, a Chasing Firewater mare. So he's, he's a little more behind, but hopefully he'll be, you know, if I take him south this winter, I'll kind of try to get him a little more on track so mm-hmm. those ones are fraternity eligible and then we've got a couple um three-year-olds that i really like um we've got quite a few dark kellys and a really cool little frenchman sky mare and a couple babies being born next year as well so we probably have way too many horses that's exciting <laughs> um, yeah but it's nice because we kind of had a bit of a gap this year of um, not really having some up and comers, we kind of had to, you know, wait a year, but yeah. so next year, um, not sure well, where I'll really find the time, but <laughs> yeah. I do have three maturity eligible horses for next year. That, that sound, they all sound really amazing. That's really exciting for you. Good luck finding Ooh. the time between, <laughs> between oh, rodeoing gosh, yeah. and legging <laughs> up and all that, but I'm sure you'll make it work yes. out. So when are you going to yeah. head South and then when do you come back up? Um, I think kind of what my plans are for right now is, um, so I'll go to Regina for the Maple Leaf Circuit Finals, mm-hmm. and then I'll probably, um, have Sammy at Cooley for the month of December, mm-hmm. kind of just doing a little bit of rest and recovery, but, you know, also kind of keeping her in shape. Yeah. So then I'll probably head down south at the beginning of January, um, I think, I can't remember, I think Denver, I'm not sure if I went to Denver or not, but I think that's kind of at the beginning of January, mm-hmm. so I'll probably kind of start there, and then we have a place in Arizona, um, just a barn, we don't have a house or anything, mm-hmm. so I'll probably kind of go there and then make my way over to Texas, Nice. and um, I'll probably be in Texas for a little bit, yeah. and normally... Um, in past winters, I usually come home at the end of March, mm-hmm. um, but I'll just kind of see what happens yeah. if there was a chance I get to go to um, Florida for the yeah, for second finals. Yeah, so if I happen to get into that, maybe I would just stay until that mm-hmm. and then and then come home. Cool. The world is your oyster, yeah. Brooke. It's so cool. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited for all the doors that have opened. Me too. Well, we all, I believe I speak for Canada when we're, when I say we're excited to watch your 2020 season begin and see how things go for you. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcast. Oh, so well, I hope it's the yeah. first of many. I, I hope so. I enjoyed doing it. Stacy, we have you on the podcast. Welcome. 
Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm sorry it's kind of a short notice thing here, but we've got you and I'm happy to have you on. So you are 2019 CFR aggregate champion. That brought you $15,795 to add on to your CFR earnings of $14,040 with your season earnings of $25,996. Your grand total of 2019 was $55,831. Holy shit. How excited are you? <laughs> That's kind of what I, when I saw that last night, I was like, oh, wow. But I don't have much of it. <laughs> it's all it's all gone to fuel and, and expenses. So I had I came in pretty much with nothing and came out, you know, close to what I won all year. With a, a little bit of, more. With a lot of good times and some great runs and all the good memories. Um, tell us about your CFR. Like how did it go? What was your routine like? And just yeah, tell us about it. Um, I guess routine's pretty pretty the same thing every day what was nice about having the night perfs mm -hmm. um basically by five o'clock at night i'd get there and start doing things with her and getting her ready and every day i'd go let her roll in the arena and go hang out for a couple hours and um she's pretty chill she doesn't bother any other horses you know sometimes someone was riding but she was fine she just mind her own business and um yeah it was uh very cold the first few days were really really bad I was like what am I doing this is crazy <laughs> all of us yeah and even the girls from Texas I think I was colder than they were and oh my yeah gosh. <laughs> yeah um but yeah no it was really good it was they had a shuttle service for us it was awesome they treated us great so take us back and forth from the barn to the hotel wherever we needed to go it was really good that's awesome. It's a long walk cement. Yeah, no doubt it is. Um, you were on Ted Stoven's uh, uh, Athlete Hot Stoves. How was that for you? That was fun. He's Yeah, he did a really good job. It was at first a little intimidating with all these cameras everywhere, but <laughs> it all works good. And um, yeah, it was good. It was fun. And then I had one with Tim Edge with a flow rodeo right after that. Yeah. Or a couple hours after. So it was kind of a busy day, but it was all good. Yeah. I took it to the fashion show on the Friday. Oh, good. So that was fun. I'd never been before. And yeah, it was good. It was a great experience. A long week. It seems like it was forever ago now, but it was all very good. I wouldn't change anything but the weather. Yeah, no <laughs> <That's> doubt. <all. laughs> uh, so you basically had a Cinderella year. Now, I know we talk about all this in your CFR interviews prior to CFR, but walk us through what your year was like and when you finally decided, like, well, let's do this. I'm not going to go back to the amateurs. I'm going to just stick with the CPRAs and move forward with it. Talk about your Cinderella year. Well, I guess it all started last last year when I won the Lakeland Finals. Mm -hmm. You automatically get your, your semi-pro card. Mm -hmm. Um I hummed and hawed, as most people know, my horse Kay was um, with Diane Scottapole and mm -hmm. helped her get second in the average last year. Yeah. And we both used Connie Combs. Um, she's a mentor, you know, yeah. greatest horse trainer, and kind of have a bond with Diane. So it was it was really neat. And we traveled together this year. So, but basically, yeah, at Christmas time, I guess I got um, was getting all these gifts, and at the bottom of a box, there's this big piece of paper with my semi-pro card on it, and I was like, "Oh my God, Kyle!" My boyfriend gave yeah. it to me for Christmas. And 
I was like, okay, I guess I gotta go because he spent this five hundred dollars, and I toyed <laughs> with going. <laughs> Everyone, I'm like, I, I'm, I like to, you know, use my money wisely. So I thought, well, I better use use it and and go for it. Um, I got my two amateur cards at the beginning of the year, thinking I have to go to, you know, them to get my count in, and so I was. It was quite stressful at the beginning, so I was trying to fit in to go to pro and make sure I could get my count for the finals for FCA and whatnot. And mm-hmm. then I guess I went to four or so. And then medicine hat was my first one. And I was just two tenths out of placing. And, and I was thinking, ah, I don't know about this. This is going to, I think this will be like all year. I'll be right there, but just yeah. scratching. And then I went and won a couple amateur, I think. And then I was, I guess was Leduc and Hannah would have been the next and ended up winning both of those and her handhills. I mean, and completely like I'm not a crier, but I cried, I cried this year. <laughs> After that, it was pretty emotional because I was like, wow, I just, yeah, Leduc was crazy because after Slack, I thought, oh, well, I'm not going to, that won't hold. You know, there's 60 some more in Slack and another perf to go. And yeah, and then people kept texting me, like, you're still leading it. And I just would start, I was at handhills sitting there before I ran. And someone texted me, and I started crying. I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm still leading. <laughs> it was crazy. And then come out of there that day, new leader, and I was I was like, what's happening? Like, is this really happening? And, yeah, so it was pretty emotional. So then after that, I still was thinking, oh, this will never happen again. But I kept going, and Diane always said to me, we were at an amateur rodeo, one of the last ones I'd went to, and her husband and son were roping there she sat in the truck with me and she said Stacy trust the process yeah and I'll never I wrote that all over my calendar of every month of rodeo I have it big quotation marks trust the process and I did I just we traveled together a lot and it was my rookie year she won rookie of the year two years ago and yeah and then used you know K last year of course so it was really nice to and we got so close this year you know it's like we were always friends but now it's it's different right we have a much stronger bond so definitely the three of us I guess yeah so it's pretty cool um I'm always a believer that everything happens for a reason and there's a reason you know that yeah just that we hooked up again and and I guess what in 2015 I'd won the Lakeland finals mm-hmm. and that following year just something wasn't right with her she just wouldn't get in shape right um she overweight kind of depressed um just didn't have a great coat and I you know had a few different vets look at her and massage therapists and it was always oh well this and this that's wrong and try this and I just couldn't afford it as on my own and um I didn't I knew she wasn't sore because she was just irritable and grumpy and other people like oh my it's a mare it's a mare like no this is my horse. I've had her 10 years. I know my horse better than anyone. Yes. And this is not normal for her. And finally, um, Dr. Bailey Stanton, who's also a friend of mine, mm-hmm. she said, you can't sell her, Stacy. You can't. Like, you've got to. we got to figure this out. So she come over, and she also said, I don't know. Like, this horse is sound. Like, I, there's nothing that she shouldn't be like this. So we went to Dr. Renault in Calgary, and he looked at her and he was like, yeah, like I, there's nothing. She's, 
there's nothing like outstandingly that's you know showing that she was sore or anything like that right so he wanted to do a blood test which I had already had done with a previous vet but this one was a little more extensive Mm -hmm. and I said how much and he said four hundred dollars and I'm like nope I'm I'm done (laughs) I I can't afford this I'm not going to spend four hundred dollars for someone to say oh it's just something you know or nothing showed up right yeah so I had contacted Colin Ballon who is the pre or the breeder right and was going to take her back to be a broodmare. I had put her for sale yeah. that year, and no one knocked on the door. So I just thought, because I everyone knew what she was, but I couldn't afford to just put injections and stuff like that and yep. risk. That wasn't what it was. So then, yeah, Bailey took me to Renault, and Renault just said I thought it was a pituitary thing, and I, he goes, I'd like to try this medication, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, man, how much is this going to yeah. cost? Because <laughs> literally this week on Monday, I'm taking her back to Colin for a broodmare, yeah. and uh, he said it's $45 a month, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, well, I can handle that, so it ended up being a thyroid thing, and yeah put her on medication and probably took three weeks and she really started turning around and looking good and losing weight and not being irritable. And I went to a rodeo in the later fall and I think I got second and then I tipped to win the next one. And I was like, Holy crap, she's back. And she was still 200 pounds overweight. Like she, I'd been riding her all year, but the vet was like, wow, like she's, she's still overweight and still did that. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I went to Thorsby, and I think Diane had her a backup that year as well. And then, I think, I can't remember. But, yeah, then the following year, she used her at the grassroots in Hannah and placed on her there. And, yeah. Just so. crazy. I love that story so much because, you know, a lot of times people with their main mount, they haven't gave up or nothing crazy's happened like that where – you literally had her listed and you didn't know what you were going to do. And like, I think a lot of us, we've been there where we're like, how much is that going to cost? Nope. Can't do it. And thank goodness it was a $45 a month thing. Like I just, it still blows my mind and it makes me so happy that it all worked out the way it did, the way it's supposed to, you know? Yeah. And I kind of believe someone, my mom passed away in 02 and I just, I feel like she was with me this whole Yes. Full time. And she, there was a reason this horse didn't sell. And yes. yeah, it's, uh, it was pretty, yeah, pretty amazing. It's pretty, yeah, it's a comeback story for us and to get to do what I love. I'm so, so thankful that, that it didn't happen and it all worked out. Yes. I'm so proud of you and all of your accomplishments over the years. And like, I mean, you, you know, you're going to run at Calgary in 2020. How does that feel? Oh, you just gave me a chill. (laughs) Uh, I, I, yeah, that was not even, I wasn't even thinking of that. People kind of mentioned it at the CFR even before. And I was like, that's not going to happen. Whatever, you know? And yeah. And then that Sunday it was like, you're in Calgary. I'm like, I have goosebumps and maybe tears in my eyes. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah, like who would have thought I never, ever, like I've, I've been a dental assistant for 22 years and patients are like, oh, 
you know, you barrel race, oh, you get to stampede. I'm yes. Like, oh, no. I'm like, no, that'll never happen. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can tell them. Yes. <laughs> it's happening this year. You can finally <laughs> tell them. Um, a question for you that maybe all Calgary uh, contestants are going to be wondering, will you be bringing shrimp rings to Calgary? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. You should do it. You totally should do it. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, those are a staple for me for sure. Um, yeah, you betcha. I love it so much. Um, so what are, what are your plans for 2020? You're just kind of going to move forward and maybe look at winning Canada next year or just kind of going to take it rodeo by rodeo? You know what? Like this year I went with no expectations yeah. and that's kind of how I am. I, yeah. I, I'm always, uh, I can be really hard on myself, so I don't want to think that I'm going to do good. So if I don't, then I'm not let down. Yeah. Um, I can be completely positive too, but I, yeah, I get, I get a little bit of back and forth, the two people on my shoulder saying one thing and, (laughs) but most part, yeah, like all year I didn't, I had no expectations, just went and each time it did well, I was like, wow. And then, yeah. And then to be end up third in Canada, my first year was completely amazing because even just to make it, you know, even when I started getting some checks I thought hmm, maybe I can make it you know and then ended up being like this it was pretty cool yeah and we've we've hit a lot of barrels to win in the amateurs over the years yeah. like one summer it was 8,000 it cost me oh my god in hitting barrels to win and I was yeah hard to swallow but this year I only hit a couple and to go in the finals and stay clean it yes. was really really impressive for me because everyone who knows me knows that I I have been a knocker and uh yeah we just I kind of I have to thank my friend Debbie Hildebrandt she also is a Connie Combs mm-hmm. fan and she's taken clinics with her as well and she come over the week before we went to Galloway's and we had a little tune-up session with some drills and kind of like figured out okay this is where I got to be and I wish I would have done it in the spring because it would have helped a lot. But. <laughs> well, that's okay. What was your What was your favorite part about the CFR this year? Favorite part? Hmm. I'm a people person. I love meeting new people. That's, yeah. That's a big thing. I think, um, you know, I just think back to, like, warming up with the girls. Mary Walker, she's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Latte and Kay are buds. We rode around a lot together, and they're the same age. And, Aww. yeah, they kind of would nicker at each other, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is so <laughs> One, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But just everyone is so nice. You know, people thought, oh, are you nervous? And I'm like, no, it's, it's just another rodeo, you know. And being there, you know, you, you only get to be in the arena for, like, 10 minutes when it starts, and then you basically you got you know you're back out getting your horse ready and you don't really get to see much so being back there at the alley the first night you know I'm a picture taker and I yeah. you know taking pictures but walking down the alley with you know everybody and it was like holy this is cool you know but back there it's quiet you don't really hear a lot so yeah it wasn't um like holy cow we're going in here you know it was it, it was far enough away that you were stayed pretty calm and yeah yeah when you're in the arena making a run are you the person that like can hear the crowd or do you kind of just zone in on your run and you don't even hear anything no sometimes I don't even remember what's happened it, you know <laughs> you're just kind of going and I know my second barrel was her best barrel and every night I was like holy cow like she just go and you know keep going don't don't hit your third but 
I had a lot of trouble with my first um, for a few rounds there, mm -hmm. just getting that spot. And, and uh, yeah, so that kind of cost me quite a bit of time a few few times there. But finally kind of figured it out. But things happen so fast. And I think yeah. coming home, you hear the crowd. And, of course, you know, when you watch the videos, it's cool to, to hear everything like that. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's an adrenaline rush for sure. My other highlight was... I guess coming out of the arena and realizing that I just won the average, um, that was a pretty huge accomplishment. And the first person I call every time after I've won a rodeo or done well is Brooke Robertson. She's been a great friend, mentor. Um, she's always there for me. And I'm literally just put my jacket back on and grab my phone and call her. And we both just were in silence uh -huh. and started crying. <laughs> and, She's crying because she's happy, and I'm crying like, holy crap, this just happened. And, yeah, so that was – she's – yeah, she's a huge, huge supporter of me. And also she got me in these awesome saddles, um, the Seven Saddle they're mm -hmm. made in Brazil, and I love them. So I rode in two. I got a brand-new one. One was neoprene. I rode in five rounds or four, I guess, and I rode in my leather one, the other two. So, yeah, love them. They they keep you where you need to be, and, and yeah, she's – She's been a huge, huge influence in my career for sure. No doubt. Well, I'm really excited for you. I'm I'm still riding that high for you, honestly. Just so Aww, so proud you. of you, Stacy. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and doing a quick interview with me. I really appreciate it, and uh, I look You're forward awesome. to watching your 2020 season and you at Calgary. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much.